Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, the comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, April the 14th. I am your host, my name is Chris, and I am joined by my co-host and younger brother, Daniel. That is right. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, last week I said it was episode 135. I was wrong. You got that math wrong? What no, is it? This, I think this now is 135. You're just going to keep saying that each episode and eventually you're going to be right. I will be right eventually. Luckily if if we know, get there. We're already past it. We're in <laughs> Like 140 already. I think this is 135. And if I'm wrong, so what? So be it. <laughs> you, you know, one of you guys count them up, listen to them, mm-hmm. let us know. Yeah. Don't count, I don't know. I count reprints, but I don't count the other show. Oh, you count reprints? Because they're an episode. <laughs> okay. They're in our feed. Yeah. Okay. What about our special one off? So the recap, you're not counting that? I'm not counting the recap show. Okay. That's its own show. And if you're not, t- if you're not listening to that, you should. Yes, please do. That's our recap <laughs> show where we run through some great uh, comic book television. Mm-hmm. And a little plug, a little ad inside yeah. of our other show. It's in your feed, so just if you subscribe to us, you should see that one also. The two guys on it, they're some cool guys. You mm-hmm. know, they're pretty cool. They're a fake Chris and Daniel, yeah. but uh, they're okay. Daniel and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you haven't tuned into this show, why don't you explain how this show works? Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, first up, we'll talk about comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about an interesting comic, and this time we're doing a comic called Breach. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, what we've been doing all week. All right, like you said, let's get into the news. Just got a bunch of, pretty much a bunch of trailers this week. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Three to talk about that I want to talk about. Um, Speaking of the reader copy recap, Loki trailer came out this week. Right. Another one of our Disney Plus shows coming out. Mm -hmm. They have a bunch. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston uh, starring Loki show. Not the one we've uh, grown to love, is it? It's it's weird. I guess you could say it is up to the Avengers. (laughs) Does that count? (laughs) Was that just a Loki that lived the exact same life of the Loki that we love to watch it's it's the loki we love to watch up to the avengers and then everything after that is a different loki we love that loki but in a different way we're following a quote-unquote uh loki variant right right (laughs) (laughs) and he's a he's an anomaly right Mm -hmm. he's not supposed to be right because in endgame which goes back to the events of avengers Mm one that loki stole the tesseract yes the cosmic cube Mm -hmm. and he snuck away the Reality stone. Reality stone. No, no, it's a space stone, I think. Is it? Yeah. What's the reality stone? The reality stone is the red one. Okay, the, I believe you. Yeah. The, the ether. On Voromir? No. Oh, the ether of oh, Thor. From Thor, Dark World. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Too, too many stones to count. <laughs> they're all gone anyway. Yeah. It's kind of hard to count when they're not right on your hand. Right. <laughs> right. So, Loki, the show, you know what? To me, it looks like a little bit of a Harry Potter. What? How How so? Because there's so many people in it? What, I don't even know where the, you get there. The theme of the setting is like sci-fi retro 70s corporate. Yeah. Right? <laughs> corporate core. Yeah. That's the word for it. Is that what it is? Um, but yeah, Harry Potter does that stuff, especially in the Fantastic Beast series where it's like uh, magical, mystical, corporate. <laughs> mixing in the like, it's like a business almost. Yeah. What's it called? The uh, 
magi is that what they're called whatever they uh, yeah the 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 magic police yeah uh the char- yeah the the female characters right. like her job right whatever they are yeah magic police yeah mm-hmm. basically what the time variance authority is yeah they keep the time stream intact but this loki has messed it up so now they're using him or they need him to help them fix it yes uh which of the wilsons is this sam wilson <laughs> I was like, this is uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, right. Doesn't look like him at first. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, he, with the haircut threw me off. Yeah. There's a third Wilson. It's like, wow. <laughs> wow, there's a third Wilson. Wow, wow you're Loki. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks like this Loki, they're calling him a variant, mm-hmm. right? Meaning, I think, and also hints from like how the logo is changing fonts. Oh, yeah. We're going to deal with a bunch of different Lokis. As we enter these other dimensions, the stone can take us anywhere right mm-hmm. oh okay that's what my theory is about the show as we hop around he's going on the run right that's the he's the lord of mischief he's gonna go on the run maybe get to the stone even though they've taken away from him supposedly right well i think he's had they're forcing him to work with owen wilson oh that's right okay and they're like okay you have to go help us fix this meaning capture all the other loki's that are now causing problems because you jump dimensions or whatever <laughs> you know what this is what this is the jet lee movie be the one the one yes there can only be one it's gonna be awesome yeah <laughs> there's gonna be so much martial arts in this like yes this. it's gonna be good jason statham jason in statham's it. just chasing him yes i'm good i just remember in that movie the one yeah because it has to do with like a time limit and after the time a certain time amount he jumps again or something like that he jumps back i don't know what pulled back i guess they do or something like that the cops do mm-hmm. that's okay him. and he's just screaming at his partner he's like 30 seconds <laughs> 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 That's all I remember. Don't remember that at all. I remember because they get teleported there. It's kind of like the uh, Terminator. Like you get sequenced out into this other teleportation thing, right? Yeah. Do you yeah. remember in the beginning of the movie, they're trying to execute him. So he's in like this electrical chair thing. The evil one. The evil one. Yes. But he escapes. The evil the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Um, yeah, so that's the Loki trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so Loki this time is going to be played by Jet Li. Jet Li. Uh, there's scenes where like, they don't reveal it, but there's like another person in like a hooded costume that's like jumping through that. He has like a doorway portal thing that they use. Oh, really? And I, I'm assuming he's, they stole, that person stole that from the time variant because it's the same one the time variants use when they capture Loki in the beginning of the trailer. Right. Like that person pushes him into their, their office. Yeah, right? their courthouse. They're... <laughs> It looks like it's like a DMV. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm I'm questioning the look of the show. It's, I think it looks great. It's it's kind of beigey, like everything. Yeah, it's supposed to be like this boring office that handles like time. <laughs> so it's the pushers. Like endless amount of work like it's just like uh pencil pushers right mm-hmm. as they have to print out all the paperwork and it's like is right yeah the, everything the, that he says the paper with like the the holes on the side yeah it's that kind of work the dot matrix printers exactly yeah uh i think it looks great i think i'm gonna fall in love with the uh the whole dynamic where loki is a lord of vicious he's supposed to know he's supposed to be ahead of the curve and yeah. get the one up on everybody but they know his his deal they've seen his whole life mm-hmm. they they are gonna there's not gonna trust Exactly. Like I said, I think they're after a bunch of different Lokis. Mm -hmm. I think some of the Lokis we see in this trailer are not the one, like he's not, it's not the protagonist of the show. Some we might see as the sum as that he's after, if that makes sense. Right. This variant is the one we're rooting for. Yeah. These other ones have their own motives because they... Yeah. There's a scene that we see even in the teaser before where like, he looks like he's... (laughs) 
Looks like he's in a campaign suit or something like that. And then everyone yeah. like points their knives at him. Yeah. I think maybe like that's one Loki that they're trying to capture. A different one? A oh, different Loki. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I, didn't, I thought that's the protagonist, but I see what you're saying. I'm saying like some Lokis in the trailer might not be the Loki we're following. And it's actually other the ones that they're trying to capture. <laughs> I love how we were using this old 2000s movie to take reasons. It's not even that popular. Yeah. <laughs> I I think we've only seen it so many times because we had the DVD. But yeah, that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just do the recap of the it's one. A, it's honestly a pretty good movie. It sounds like it would be a comic book if you think about it. It, it might be. No way. <laughs> it might no be. Way. It might be a comic book movie. If we can reason it out and it can work out, let's mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> Um, there's other things that we see in the trailer. Uh, there's a shot where he's talking to a woman in like a little, like purplish space area. Okay. And everyone's like, oh, this is Black Widow. Like, cause she died on Voromir and that might be it. And Very purple. Yeah. I don't think that's it. Yeah. I don't think that's Scarlett Johansson. Does it make sense? If I had to guess, I think that is the antagonist of the series, uh, which I think is going to be Lady Loki. Lady Loki. Like a female version of Loki. Mm. I think she's the main antagonist. And I, like I said, I think there's a bunch of Loki's in this book or the series I think there's going to be like old man Loki and kid Loki, kid Loki mm-hmm. that we're going to run into and I think she is kind of like the one that's like I don't know screwing with the time and he has to help the time variants fix it they're thinking like who better to stop a Loki than a Loki exactly yeah gotcha a Loki I wonder if they tell Loki this Loki that hey it's a good thing you escaped because you were gonna die <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> There's this guy, he's this big purple guy. Yeah. He doesn't like you that much. Yeah. You messed up and didn't like capture Earth for him. Yeah. So it's a good thing you kind of left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about those three heads? Those three statues? Yeah. The time keepers, uh-huh. I believe they're called. Yeah. They're kind of like godlike beings. They're, they look alien a bit in the statues. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see them? Are they going to make an appearance and throw down their authority? I bet they're just like the founders of the agency or whatever. Figureheads. Yeah, but I don't think we'll actually see them. They're more of just like a symbol, I think, now. If I, I had to guess. All right. That uh, one actress, Gigi something, she seems to have some authority around the whole TVA. So yeah, I, I wonder how she seems gonna... like she's like the supervisor of Owen Wilson's character or something. Yeah, like the boss lady. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shot where it looks like he's in line or something like that. And there's another person in line. It looks like a scroll. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Like his head looks like a scroll. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> it's I, a quick, quick shot. I thought it was a, uh, okay. I saw like someone with long hair again. I thought maybe it's another Loki or somehow, but okay. Yeah, yeah. But I just think it's like, they're dealing not just with earth and stuff. It's like everything that's like, that has been offset on time and how it should be. They're the ones fixing it. And I'd imagine he's not the only um, one breaking the time rules. Oh yeah. Right. I can't wait till uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme jumps into the show. Is <laughs> a time cop. Yeah. Doing splits. Loki, stop there. <laughs> Um, talking about time and like I was thinking like Back to the Future and all that uh-huh. what this show actually really feels like to me Rick and Morty oh because space and stuff and space just is just fact- weird I bet every episode's kind of its own bottle episode kind of weirdness right as we would jump into these different dimensions everything has its own vibe a bit mm-hmm. right because of that Loki's in different outfits and all that yeah I, I can see that there's it's- like there's an episode or a shot where it looks like he's like in an ancient like castle or something like that mm. and there's a where like 
It looks like they go into like a renaissance fair. Yeah, I think that campaign one looks like post-apocalyptic in a way. Like yeah. they're like some ravagers. Yeah, because there's different types of uh, warriors with him, right? All yeah. from different ages. So I, I think like, just like Rick and Morty, this has like no limits of where it could go mm. and the strangeness it could bring. And just like Rick and Morty, how there's like a council of Ricks. Oh, yeah. I think he's after like all the displaced Lokis and he has to like put them all back together. And maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. he forms like a council of Lokis. I was thinking that just jumped into my head what if uh he one-ups the entire tva and just somehow connects them all together links them up makes a council i know reed richards does that i mean that's the that's the whole premise yeah rick and morty copied that yeah now they're copying rick and morty Uh, that could work yeah Mm -hmm. uh because it's time do you think we get any hints of like a kang the conqueror i think um that's gotta happen i know the gg actress character she is uh some uh like i think she's a love interest of Kang the Conqueror in the 40th century. Okay. So that cool. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know he's coming to the MCU in the third Ant-Man movie. Jonathan Majors. So maybe we just get a glimpse of it or a, a, like a hint of the character. Right. I mean, he's got to be the, you know, most wanted. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool if he was like the most wanted. Yeah. For the team. They just cannot find him. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. He's just constantly jumping. Yeah. Um, what if the guy from Quantum Leap is in this? Quantum Leap? <laughs> That's also jumping through time and space. It's okay show. <laughs> I, I I remember it's like a old, it's an old show already. Happened yeah. upon it. I'm have have no TV show to watch. Found this and it ate up my <laughs> more time. It's an okay show. Well, that's from when I was a kid, and you probably seen more than I have. Yeah, it's okay. It's like he's, anything anything can happen. He has like a virtual friend with him, right? Is it? Oh yeah, it's yeah. like an old guy, like kind of a yeah older. Yeah, he's not really there. Yeah, he's like AI. Yeah, right? he's like an AI. Yeah, yeah, like a Siri or something. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the Loki trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Played by Jet Li. He's fighting Kevin's <laughs> himself. And he's being chased by Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sticking with Marvel, I guess you could call it a trailer. But it's more of just like a teaser promo video. Not for a movie or a series. For a place. For a place. A campus. Yes. It is for Marvel Avengers Campus at Disney California. Right. In Disney California Adventure yeah. Resort in Anaheim. Yes. Uh, they're, they're launching it in June 4th. June 4th is the opening day. Yeah. And uh, it's weird because theme parks are opening up again. Yeah. Cool. In California, at least. Uh, I think Disneyland and California Adventure are opening a April 30th. So it's about a little more than a month after their initial opening. They're going to open the Marvel Avengers Campus area. Right. We've been uh, climbing for this for a while yes. now. For more than a year. More than a year. Uh, it looks it looks pretty awesome from the, yeah. the shots of the sneak peeks on, online. Uh, what's your favorite part so far that we've seen? We've gotten a glimpse at already. I mean, we've been talking about this for years, but <laughs> the Spider-Man ride is going to be the highlight of the area, right? Yeah. What's he called? Web Worldwide Engineering Brigade. Yeah. Yes. And supposedly it's like an interactive ride where you just move your hands and the screens on the ride project like the webs to attack the robots. So it's like, I want to see how good that actually is, how fun the ride is. And like just the theming of the whole thing is like Spider-Man. So who's going to hate that? Yeah. High tech. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be awesome. Tom Holland, I think he's talking to you through the screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's this part of it. Um, I like the look of it from the outside. You know what it looks like? What? Circuit City. <laughs> it does look like a big Circuit City. <laughs> it looks like an old Circuit City. 
city building exactly like that. Like they just tore it down the sign. <laughs> it's Spider-Man now. <laughs> he's the work in Second City. Exactly like that. Uh, it totally does. Yeah. yeah. Um, part of the attraction, I guess, is just a theme of the outside, but there's supposed to be like a robot Spider-Man, like mannequin, sp- mannequin f- stunt thing that like swings up in the air over the ride and then lands. Trapezing. And, yeah. And like, it's not a real person. It's like a robot in a Spider-Man suit. Yeah. And then supposedly like they launch him in the air with like a catapult and he does like a move, the robot will, and then land in like a, a net off off site that you won't see him land. So it looks like Spider-Man's like jumping through the park. It just so happened that uh, Peter Parker goes swinging in from above mm-hmm. and it looks really realistic, right? The yeah. fluidity of the dent of the trapezing he does. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm eager to see this because it's hard to believe that it's going to look real. Yeah. They have, Disneyland, of course, has animatronics, but they're all just like moving around parts of the Caribbean stuff. This one, they're launching a robot into the sky. That's what they're doing with this. And if you've seen the prototype shots online already, it does look like Spider-Man, like the stance and everything. Yeah. It looks realistic. So I want to see this in real life. If you do. It's going to look like that. We haven't seen him in the costume yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be legit. It just looks like a mannequin robot. Uh, Boston Dynamics type of deal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So... I, I want to see that. There's plenty of other stuff, though, like the Pim's Test Kitchen, which is like a restaurant where Hank Pim, I guess, is doing the food. He's and chef. Things are either super big or super small. <laughs> yes. Take a look at the uh, the sneak peek because you'll see a shot of the foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like the fried chicken sandwich yeah. where the fried chicken is gigantic compared to the bun of the <laughs> sandwich. It's ridiculous. I don't get how you're going to eat it. But it's fun. It's like a really flat, big piece of chicken on like a slider bun. (laughs) Totally. Uh, and then there's also um, the Doctor Strange area of, yes. the, of the land. It's going to be like a, a show, right? Like a play yeah. type of thing? I don't know. I think it's like almost like a stage area where he'll do like magic tricks. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool, cool. For Kane's birthday. Uh, and I think the idea of the whole land is this used to be like the LA Sanctum Sanctorum. It used to be. It used to be. And then something happened where that got destroyed and remnants of it is still left. And Tony Stark found that like ruins and then created a whole Avengers campus around it. That's funny. Yeah, that's, that's like the idea of the land. But I mean, like, set up Peter Parker down the road. Start going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> It does look like uh, it's wide open, that, that area. So it is look like the show is going to be out, out and about on the open. Yeah. Um, there is a little walkway too with these like this big like tetrahedron shaped thing. Yeah. I'm wondering if that's maybe something they're going to give away. It's going to be like maybe the uh, the mm. one shop at Universal where yeah. it's going to be like a magic show where there's a show and then you get buy something too. The, they pick a kid out of the audience and do a trick for them. Yeah, exactly. I think mm. that could be something. Yeah. I, they do like these stage shows on Disneyland already Mm -hmm. so I could see them totally working for a Doctor Strange kind of show and then there's one more big like it looks like a shield building yeah but I don't think that's anything yet they have plans though yeah I think they have plans to expand and then build a ride behind that uh, because it looks like a shield base because there's like a Quinjet on top of the building right I saw that yeah but right now I don't think they have started building the ride so it really is just like an empty building (laughs) (laughs) just a placeholder for now okay gotcha but I think the future ride will be there so for now the only ride actually uh new ride is 
Spider-Man ride. And okay. it is incorporating the old Guardians ride with it. So um, not new, but it is part of Avengers Campus. I wonder if it's going to be the best ride in both parks, Spider-Man, just because Spider-Man? it's so high tech. The Star Wars ride is pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a feat how they managed to put in all these like different ride ideas into that one. Yeah, it it's, has interaction and 3D and, and it's like a moving kind of like on cart rail ride. So uh, I think it's going to be like the Harry Potter ride in Universal. Mm, okay. Last thing in the news is a final trailer. This one is for Netflix's Mark Miller adaptation of Jupiter's Legacy. Mm-hmm. How much do you know about this? Not too much. I've started the comic a couple times, uh-huh. never really bit down and got into it. But I'm somewhat a fan of Mark Miller's work. Mm-hmm. Jupiter's Legacy. Legacy stars um, Josh Dumal, right? Yeah. I think I think he's the Jupiter guy. But the idea is, ninety years ago, they uh, him and like a group of other explorers, I think, yeah, happen upon something that gives them powers, mm-hmm. and they build a superhero court. It's like he's an Indiana Jones, right? With a bunch of other Indiana Joneses. Oh. And then they discover like this, whatever, that gives them powers. And then they become the Justice League. <laughs> Pretty much. Or they become like J- JSA. JSA. And now there's a new generation of heroes. They're, they're children, right? Yeah. It's like 90 years later and they have yeah. kids that are also want to be superheroes. Yeah. But maybe they don't, some of them don't want to be, I don't know. It's like they don't want a responsibility. They're famous still. Yeah. So I think they're, they like that idea of it. Yeah. I, do you like this idea of kind of like how Watchmen does it? With like, there's the old generation, golden age, silver age heroes, and now there's this modern age, and it's like the conflict between them. I do. I, I like it. I think um, it's interesting. There's some organic fighting there because it's like a whole old and new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't know these characters yet. You know? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't fall in love with it right away. Uh, I don't even know if I'm gonna like the show too much, but we'll yeah. see. I think the in the based off the trailer, the effects look really cool. Oh yeah. But I don't know if I love the look of everything else, like costumes, the, the costumes, the set design, and the costume design. But as far as the effects and the action, that looks really good. Yeah, I I want to see that more of that. See them in action. I think what's throwing me off is the wigs. The wigs. The wigs. <laughs> they they're supposed to be old now. Are you telling me Josh Duhamel's not ninety? Nah, yeah. What is up with that? <laughs> You're supposed to get a bit scrawny, you know. He looks younger. Yeah. <laughs> what are you fooled and Josh Duhamel? <laughs> He looks like a really jacked Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then there's this other guy who I don't I don't I don't know the comic book, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't read it yet. But it seems like he's trying to convince his son that his dad is not the greatest or whatever. I don't Jupiter's know. son. Yeah. Yeah. Jupiter's legacy? Yes, yes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and he is like a superman. If he mm-hmm. did have a kid, he'd want to impart on him like you have to reflect the title of Jupiter of what our family means. Uh-huh. And I I guess maybe he wants to be his own person or he doesn't know the full story. Right. Right. And it's just like, you know, decades of this, what have, what's the horrible things they've done? Cause you know, the justice league always gets, does something wrong if they just go long enough. Yeah. The, just like dark Knight, you're the hero until you become the villain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You grow a bad wig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you getting tired of all these like team, like almost like different versions of team superhero things? Like, uh, yeah, we just got Snyder Cut. The Boys is really popular. Yeah. Uh, the Invincibles uh, out now on Amazon Prime. And like, 
it's just now Jupiter Legacy is coming out. Does it feel like there's too many superhero versions of the same thing? Maybe, maybe. I mean, if that's what the comic book industry was, yeah, and they have to just reflect that. Maybe they can experiment with other genres. I think mm-hmm. maybe that's the right move. But I guess the idea of superheroes it's what sells. I know Miller has a deal, and I guess this is was the first one like for the Netflix thing. Was I mean, it Magic Order? Is that that's the comic comic already. book? Already, yeah, that, but not a show yet. Not a show yet. Okay, yeah, that was weird. They they said that we're gonna have a show as the comic gets released. Yeah, that w- that was a weird deal. I like Miller's stuff. Like I even like the movies with for Kickass. Yeah, those are good. The first one's better than the second one for sure. But yeah, I, I like. I think the second one has I like some the second one too. Redeemable parts in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah I guess I, I definitely want to check out Jupiter's Legacy and I want to read the book. But I wonder if we're getting into like superhero team fatigue. Fatigue. Team fatigue. Yeah. Team I, fatigue. I, I know. Like the boys is very <laughs> team fatigue. The boys are very popular. I just can't get into it. It's too much of a downer. Yeah. You know? Like, but get it. It's the gross. heroes are bad. Yeah. Who's the author again? Is it Garth Ennis? Did he write that? The boys? It might be, yeah. Sounds the, like it. The author of that, he's known to hate superheroes. Mm, that's and, why he's doing this. Yeah. He story. likes, I think he did uh, Punisher and he's not yeah. really a superhero. He just hates superheroes. Yeah. So you can see that in this. I don't think that's what Miller does, but also Miller does also go get a bit too much of a, like a bro comic writer. Maybe this is that. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, oddly enough, though, I really like uh, Umbrella Academy, and that's like a superhero team. So, like, can't wait for season three of that. That was different. Yeah. That 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 came from the author of you know the singer of My Chemical Romance. He's an outsider. Right? Yeah. So. Okay. So it's okay. It's okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> uh, that is it for the news this week. Um, lot to look forward to. Uh, if you guys haven't already, now's your chance. Please subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts and all other major podcast platforms. Of course. And uh, hit us up on all social medias. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us at the Reader Copy Podcast. Ready to get into our story, The Breach? Let's do it. So a great way to find comics to read is to look at the creators of the book. And uh, this creator, one of the pencilers on this book, is someone I'm familiar with. His name is Marcos Mateen. Um, we've okay. seen him on a couple of our comics already. Um, a bit of Daredevil that we did. We saw him um, on a Doctor Strange Oath. I think that was a side story. I don't think that was a main story we had on the podcast okay. yet. But uh, I found him and uh, I was looking through a list of the comics he's done and it happened upon this comic that we're doing, Breach. Um, I've never heard of this comic. Exactly. I was looking at this this list of comics and never heard of this. It's a DC comic? What? I never even heard of this <laughs> character? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let's do it for the podcast. Something uh, off the beaten path, something new. There's a movie called Breach that I really like, but it has nothing to do with this book. Is that a DC comic book? <laughs> no. It stars Ryan Phillippe, and it was like a spy thriller. Okay. How does that fit into the Snyderverse? <laughs> uh, so this book is actually just a limited series back in 2005 out of DC Comics. And we're just going to be doing the first six issues of the whole thing. So it's a limited series. Really was kind of cut short, kind of yeah. because of, uh, I think, a whole nother rewrite of the whole universe. We're like going to cut this at this point. We're going to do away mm-hmm. with it. So uh, originally, this was actually supposed to be a retcon, a rewriting of the origin story for Captain Adam in the DC universe. Oh, Captain Adam. I always get the Adam and Captain Adam confused. Different, different. This is that guy 
guy that's like kind of like radioactive energy. I think he's got like a silver costume and like red gloves, yeah. but he's just energy inside of a power suit. Yeah, because like his skin and hair are like the same thing. Like there's yeah. no line between them. Exactly. He looks like <laughs> just like a cartoon pretty much. Um, but uh, the DC corporate offices were like, oh, we're not going to rewrite his story. We want to leave his origin story as it is. So we'll just make this its own thing. And we're going to call this character Breach. Okay. Okay. Um, so a bit about the writer. His name is Bob Harris. Um, he actually started out as a assistant editor for Marvel. And then mm-hmm. uh, he moved on up to be the editor-in-chief at Marvel around 96 and 97. Cool. And then uh, he left Marvel and moved to Wildstorm under Jim Lee. Oh. And uh, after that, after a while, he uh, worked at DC Comics. As you know, Wildstorm got adopted into there in 2010. He became the editor-in-chief there. Oh, nice. So Bob Harris, I guess he's, you know, worked his, his way up the, the, the corporate ladder and on the, the, the comic universe. So his footnotes are more on like the editorial side. Okay. And I like Marcos Mateen's work, the penciler on the book. He did a Batgirl Year One comic that I think we might still do on the show eventually. I like the look of it. I like his his style. It kind of has this like retro style that's kind of like the Batman animated comic, don't you think? A bit. Somewhere around there. Sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to say when you said retro style, because when did you say this book came out? 2005? 2005, yeah. Uh, the way it's written and drawn, I would have believed you if you said like 70s, 80s or something like that. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. It reminds me so much of those old comics and it's, it's kind of like heady in a way too like <laughs> at points yeah it is yeah i kind of like that that's what it totally reminds me of yeah yeah so we actually open up in 2005 in the uh, snowy area in russia it is a crash site of a helicopter and we meet our protagonist of the story breach um the way he looks is he's got this like white power suit on but with rips inside of him like a like a zigzag th- thunderbolt rip going yep. down his head into his chest it's kind of like um remember superman blue and red i think yeah it's like, kind of like, like that stylized a superman suit yeah he's like a skin tight he has like almost two suits kind of yeah 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 because he has like a plastic suit skin suit that holds him because he's just pure energy and then like a white costume on top of that <laughs> yeah like a weird weird like power suit on top with holes in it to stylistically add some flavoring to it with the red uh showing out the look at the site and there are just people kind of battle ready um but these this helicopter crash is in the background we see the title of the trade it's called other side and um he breach is trying to help out these people that look like they're in wreckage right now and he unleashes like with a wave of his hand this big energy blast into the ground and it rips a hole straight like makes a tunnel down into the ground he's telling these um these like wreck people to just go down follow this tunnel and find some safety down there and they're looking all beat up. Um, they're, they're saying goodbye to Breach, but um, they're parting ways as Breach kind of just creates another like big portal in front of him and he steps into it. But that was just a little cold open as we get into a flashback back in 1983. And we see the man that Breach used to be. It's this um, Major Timothy Zanetti. And he's a major in the army. He's got like um, like army getup on right now. And he's tucking in actually his son to, uh, to sleep for 
for the night. Yeah, his son's name was Tate. What is he, like three or four years old? Something right? like that, yeah. Um, he's got an E.T. poster on his wall. Mm-hmm. It's 83, remember that? It's 83. And he's saying goodbye because I guess he has to go on his like shift at the military base. And I guess he works graveyard. And you know he's married with his wife there and he's saying goodbye to both of them. His wife's name is Helen. And you could tell this family, they're just kind of like a, a nuclear family. They're happy. They... They, um, they, his son has like nightmares and we tuck him into bed and he's just getting his toast ready for the morning coffee. He's getting out the door and they're kind of lovely taking uh, digs at each other. It's kind of a cute couple, these two, Helen and, and Timothy, as he's like got toast in his mouth and getting ready to drive off into the army base. Camp of Liberty as he drives in just at dawn and uh, we get this like super top secret base, right? It's like a, it's like an Area 51 or something because the, the town is like outside in the desert and then he drives through the desert to this like hidden military base and it's like super top secret right like cement walls and everything and we meet zanetti's partner mac his actual name is major mckellen so they're partners in this, this whole endeavor and it looks like zanetti's going through this big experiment he's like um he's like the army guy on duty right now at this base where they're right. doing I think they're like in charge of like security for um, this big experiment where there's a bunch of like scientists at the base doing this project and he's in charge of like safety and security. Him and Mac. Right. But Mac is uh, going to leave as his shift ends uh, and we get a look at what the scientists look like. There's this one guy, Bertinell, and he's like the lead um, scientist and he understands everything and he's got this whole science project undercover while to the side is this other scientist called Ward and he looks skeevy, kind of wormy, weasley kind of guy as Ward and Mac like brush shoulders they they're kind of they have this weird way about them where they know something is about to go down right um, something shady is going on at this science space yeah and we get like a better look at the science space it looks like almost like do you remember um into the spider-verse where he finds yes um <laughs> what's the name kingpin's like secret lab device or whatever like it's a giant tunnel buried deep underground right it's that um particle accelerator type of deal where it's like yeah, gigantic it tubes like. right Yep. And it's just this big, like, industrial tubing underground in this military base. So, like, people are walking around. It looks like a, I don't know, evil James Bond villain base. Totally. Maybe some uh, Dr. Evil type thing. But this is, of course, the right. U.S. military. They've got something afoot as um, Bertinelli, the head scientist, is like, you know, commanding everyone, get everything together as we do our experiment tonight. And Ward, again, he's in the side looking creepy and everything. Bertinelli explains that what they're trying to do is open a door to a new dimension. Mm. And while all this is going on, while they're preparing the experiment, it's kind of like in um, Jurassic Park where everyone who's not essential is leaving the base. Exactly. So there's constant like alerts going on in the intercom like, you know, the last truck out is in like five minutes or whatever. So, like, Mac is, like, leaving, and the only, like, military guy staying is Zanetti. Right, right, Zanetti. Mac left for a bar because apparently he's just done with the day. He's just beat up and tired for the day as he's uh, talking to this uh, brunette woman that's taking a long drag out of her cigarette. She looks very kind of sinister. And um, it sounds like uh, Mac and this woman had some type of deal as she takes this like suitcase, right? It's like this weird shady deal going on out in the city. So Bertinelli launches the experiment full thrust 
and the uh, collider turns on, accelerates, and things go haywire. As things burst open, it's this mix of orange, lime green, and yellow as like things blare. Um, the, the long tube in the collider just collapses and it turns into like a spiral dark hole type of deal. Yeah, it's like sucking everything in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you see like uh, like the scientists and all the and like majors in any? They're like holding onto like ripped wires in the wall, just yeah. trying to stay uh, stay on the base while everything's like being like sucked in, like almost like a when a spaceship's hole in the wall. Exactly. Yeah. You ever and seen it's Alien? Like being sucked into space. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen this movie Alien? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But you see um, Zanetti and he's like trying to hold onto the wall. And as he's being like sucked in, his skin is almost like it's like mutating, ripping off, bubbling off of his, his flesh. As he's calling on Tate and Helen, it's just kind of tragic as he gets sucked into this rainbow spiral and it, the entire base kind of explodes. Helen and Tate are at home looking at this from miles and miles away and they just see these big tornadoes. So it's kind of this weird thing from a distance. As they see the wreckage go down, hours later, the um, the rescuers uh, look at the wreckage of the site. They're wearing, you know, hazmat suits and everything, full, like, uh, explorer-type deals. They're trying to find these people. There's one survivor, Zanetti, and his look is just, like, his skin is just, like, bleach white with this red outline. One of the rescuers tried to touch him, and he's, his skin, the, the rescuer's skin just kind of bubbles up, like his entire arm turns into just, like, boils. <laughs> Instantly, he's, like, almost, like, radiated like mutated once he touches an 80s uh like glowing skin so that was back in 83 when he was found and right away he just turns into he just goes into a coma for for decades we jumped to today again today being 2005 <laughs> modern time 2005 right right what are you doing in 2005 i i was like graduating elementary school i think really because i was gonna say i was graduating college oh really <laughs> So it's been decades now, right? And uh, the base, this new base, I guess, is on lockdown as they're housing this entity, Zanetti, in his um, like porcelain white skin form, is in a coma, in a stasis, in this like um, big shell container holding in his radiated energy oozing off of him. Everybody is kind of like, just, they're not even paying attention. Like some of them are like reading the newspaper and just walking around because for the past, what is it, like 30 years? Just about, yeah. Yeah, like they just been monitoring this guy who has no life signs, right? But he's like almost like all energy. So they're just like housing him here, keeping him. Um, and out of nowhere, his like heart rate beeps. And, you know, the alarms go haywire as uh, the people get on high alert. They they run, they try to call in all the executives, all the um, all the uppers. And um, some people, they suit up in these red, this red armor, like radiation armor, and they try to examine him, but he just breaks out the whole shell of this gigantic container that's holding him. And again, he's like glowing uh, super bright, like his whole body, right? And they're trying to like subdue him, but he's like overpowering them. We see Mac. Mac, he's up in the army now. He's high up in the army. And uh, we see he gets a call from the, the base now. And he's learning that his best friend Zanetti, his partner, just woke up from the coma he's been in for, for all these decades. And Mac, he's got a, he's older now. He's got a family and he's happy. Um, but he's got a, 
help out his friend now. So Zeneni, he is being experimented on at this base. He's got his look is different now. It's kind of like this like red fleshiness, right? Yeah, like almost like just the muscle. Uh, like you don't see his skin, but you see like his muscle fibers almost. Yeah, and uh, he's like housed in this tube type thing that has like electricity shooting out of him, and he's screaming out in pain this entire time as he's being experimented on by these scientists again at this base. They're trying to examine this weird creature, this weird um, being of energy in front of them. One of the scientists is um, Campbell. Um, she's like this African. American woman and she's actually married to another scientist there whose name is Paul and I guess they're like the ones in charge of monitoring Zanetti. Yeah. Uh, you know what I find kind of annoying with, with this story is they're both doctors and their both last name is Chambers so I didn't know sometimes they're, they're calling Dr. Chambers in the book. I didn't know who well, they're talking to. They're married to each other. <laughs> I know but the writer can do something else. Come on Val, let's let's mix things up here. That, that bothered me a bit but the artist definitely made him look different. That's <laughs> uh, so these two are like the leads examining this new guy that's got this energy that suddenly woke up and we find uh and we find in africa this young boy he's just uh singing like a, a a sweet song as he's herding his sheep it's like this young herdsman boy and he's you know singing like a lullaby to a sheep in limpopo province africa and then out of nowhere is like this gigantic ball of energy explosion Similar to the one in the beginning of the book, but now it's like in this um, middle of this African uh, desert. And again, it's like sucking everything in. All of the boy's sheep kind of like just get sucked into this ball of energy. Yeah. And uh, the kid, his name is Jacob Kikana. And he is like holding onto the tree, trying to stay alive. And just like Zanetti, his skin is starting to like almost like rip off. Oh, crap. And he's like being stretched out. Ultimately, Jacob gets sucked into that portal and something else escapes from that. It's this long, um, elongated African man. That's like his skin is like midnight black. He's got like white, like pitch white hair. And he's super tall, like seven, eight feet tall. And also has this, you know, wrinkly twig of a staff that he, he uses. Also, he's but completely he's naked. Like, yeah. But he's like almost like exaggerated, deformed. Yeah. Like his face is super long and his eyes are really long, almost like cat-like. And he, like you said, he's like seven feet tall, eight feet tall. And like his limbs are extra long and stuff. Like he's definitely like stylized. Not like, he's not like proportioned like a human. Not at all. It's like almost if you look at him from a side, he looks like a Picasso painting in the way that he's like exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. So this new person out of the portal, he calls himself Jacob Kakana. He calls himself the herdsman. And apparently he's going about earth looking for his kinsmen. And he's like looking for his brothers throughout the world. Um, and he's like, he looks really sinister now as he kind of makes these portals and navigates through different areas of the planet. We even get a look at where he is. He goes to Metropolis because we see the Daily Planet in the background. Right. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and he steals some clothes from a bum out there. And then he walks across Smallville and he actually like creates a crash from this farmer couple in a, in a, in a truck and steals some of their stuff. So he's, he's kind of just going on rampage and he, this guy's not angry or anything. He's kind of more like the stoic figure as he kind of walks across and sings a little lullaby talking about he wants to find his kinsmen. He can kind of just create these portals so he can pretty much go anywhere on the planet. And he's searching for, like you said, the pe beings 
things like him, right? And I'm assuming like the power that he has is similar to Zanetti, but Zanetti is like being like experimented on and he's like stuck almost like a prisoner. Zanetti's in this like big red, um, like soft room as he's being kind of held captive by these scientists. But even um, Campbell is trying to talk to Zanetti, trying to, you know, see what he's about. Talk about the person he used to be and like what he remembers, how he feels. But Zanetti, he kind of can't wrap around his memory. He just kind of says his head is always pounding with the energy in his body. And then I think like his memories are slowly coming back. And then he's like, well, what happened to my wife? What happened to my son? Right. And the scientists are like, we have no record of you having a wife or son. We don't know what you're talking about. So weird. So just like the, the man of Zanetti is kind of just gone. We catch up with Jacob now. He teleports into this science base and breaches the room of Zanetti as you kind of see that's like this big pink warping as, as Jacob enters the room. There's a bunch of like military guards there trying to stop him, but they're like nothing to him. Like he's like this super being now. So like he's just like tossing them aside and he's like towering over them imagine like the scary dark figure like just coming at you and you have like these guys are like shooting machine guns at him and it's not affecting him at all not at all jacob somehow gets his way all the way up to zanetti and pushes him like lifts him up with his like magic powers and pushes him against the roof of the the room and he's like trying to strangle him and um saying like you need to suffer if you're gonna be one of us like kind of be like one right. of our brothers so he knows zanetti is, is like them like has powers like him yeah there's this cool shot between the two of them as they're like like, as Zanetti kind of powers up, his whole skin just turns, like, bleach white. And, like, the, the look between the two of them is kind of stark, like a yin-yang type of look between the two of them. Right, because Jacob is almost, like, pitch black mm -hmm. and, like like we said, like, lanky and skewed. While Zanetti turns all white when he gets, like, angry and powerful. And his body is almost like, I don't know, it's almost like a, uh, what's his name? Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Almost, like, fully physiqued. Like, a perfect, perfect physique. Straight almost. up, he's, like, yoked out, pretty much. Yeah. But they're both naked too <laughs> fighting it out uh towing it out but they're just like going at each other's throats and Zanetti just yells like, shut your mouth and he's, he's kind of really more angry as than he used to be and he kind of just eviscerates Jacob but Jacob is almost like happy that he's this powerful that that Zanetti beat him he's like oh it's excellent you are like one of us right as he like dies and his body almost like just like turns into like ash yeah like a raisin just kind of shrivels up right there <laughs> and he says we'll meet again mm, okay and we catch up with this um, young adult uh, reporter in Nairobi, Kenya. This guy's talking to this uh, brunette woman taking a long drag out of a cigarette and this brunette hands over this map of Limpopo province saying, uh, you know, you should do some reporting in Africa. This is, uh, this is a story for you. Right. This guy is, uh, I'm assuming, like an investigative reporter. So he's always after like a lead and this is like a secret lead that he got now from this woman. So this reporter follows this lead that he got from this woman and he travels all the to South Africa and he's met with this army site of people just like this whole army people have set up this camp with lights on during night and they're testing out um, this new powerful being they have in front of them Zanetti right right and it's almost like a fireworks show like he's just using his energy up into the sky like just shooting it out just they're all just trying to want to see what he can do right and see how powerful he is and, and so they can run tests on him so in the middle of the night just like in the valley in the desert he's wearing like his white suit now over his like fleshy colored suit yeah and 
it looks cool. Like energy's coming out of his hands, out of like his mouth and eyes. Like it's almost like just spewing out of all of him. It looks and a lot like Static the, Shock, actually. The blue oh, yeah, the I, electricity. I, I wouldn't know. I don't know Static Shock. <laughs> it's super dope. <laughs> Maybe you just say like Super Saiyan Two type of thing. Okay. <laughs> and just over the hill is that reporter, and he's like witnessing all this. He's like, "Oh my god, what is like what's going on down there?" Right. That's probably the score of a lifetime finding this. Uh, army base like organizing this experimentation so Zanetti he's kind of fried after showing off his powers and he camps out at the night uh, back to his tent as they're closing up shop for the night Paul Chambers the doctor tries to get a talk with him and see if he knows how to get a lead on herdsman right the the guy that attacked the base earlier and, and Zanetti is almost just like had enough of this he does he's super stressed like he doesn't want to do all this test that he's being forced to do and he's like staring into like the mirror right and he's in the sink and he's like gripping the sink with his hands and the more like angry he gets like the sink is almost like corroding rapidly totally um and he he just goes like in this uproar but he kind of shuts it down he doesn't know what's wrong with him he he's just like filled with this like anger and emotion inside of him we get a look at what he looks like sleeping and he's he takes his white you know power suit off he's got his red skin and he's not in a bed he's floating like standing like just floating off the ground like a foot off the ground like levitating that's how um that's how vision was sleeping in civil war do you remember that yeah like you know just not human this is like vertical, like floating a foot off the ground with his head kind of like just looking down at the ground asleep. Just like turned the, the off switch, you know? Yeah. But then he hears a voice and he like wakes up and it's like calling to him. So he's going towards the voice and some of the military people are like, hey, like where, where do you think you're going? You can't leave. And he says like, what are you guys going to do? You're going to stop me? Like you see what I can do. And you really get this like Dr. Manhattan type of vibe. He's kind of like done with people, right? He's just right. like walking past them, doesn't even consider them anymore as he gets to like the this big field out in africa erupting from the ground this is big like green marble gigantic marble right <laughs> swirling With colors like purple tentacles <laughs> yeah this thing is talking to him saying you're you're also a brother like this this thing is probably connected to the herdsman right to jacob and he's saying like he's also his brother like this thing is a living thing like and it like with the purple tentacles it's huge it grabs zanetti and almost like is lifting up in the air and it is like towering over him it is almost like a doctor strange dormammu thing yeah like a big ball of a being with these purple tentacles he tries to get a hold of Zanetti, but Breach just unloads this gigantic spirit bomb type of deal at the, the green marble and they just go flying back at each other. He gets knocked down to the ground and he's like really hurt and the reporter sees him like he's close so he runs over to help him but he's about to like touch his bare skin so Zanetti's like no don't 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 touch me yeah don't, get away from me get away from me right? and he hits him with like a blast and knocks him down to the ground. He didn't want him to touch him because he knows like when he touches a human being they just blister out they just like turn into like mush because of the energy yeah. oozing off him his skin is like poison to them and in this quick moment he saw the face of the reporter and he could tell this reporter was actually his son tate all grown up after all these decades it's like they're the same age now because zanetti has been like in a coma and like not aging and now he sees tate as like a full-grown man totally just right in front of him just happenstance they're in front of each other but the army dudes get a call and they're being attacked right now yeah i guess another like foreign agency has detected the energy that Zanetti has been like projecting out into the sky mm -hmm. right so it causes uh, an alert and these people are attacking them and these people are called Cobra. Yes. I believe these guys are like, they look a 
lot like AIM from Marvel, but sure. they're more, um, I think they're like the Serpent Society in the DC Comics universe where they're like the army people of that society type of thing. I think Cobra is also their leader villain. Uh, I don't uh, know much about these guys, but they pop up here and there in the cartoons, if you guys remember that. Have you seen um, Venture Brothers? I think so. Are they like this? Do you know the, the Monarchs, which is like a bunch of butterfly guys? Yeah. They're like it this. looks like them. Yeah. They're just like henchmen, military guys, like all nameless, just like AIM. Right. Something to, to throw at it and die in the comic. <laughs> but a whole bunch of them are attacking now because they don't know. They want, I guess they know there's a big energy source there and they want it. One of the Cobra tries to attack the reporter, Tate, and Breach, he just uses his power like full force and just eviscerates this guy, like tears him apart. Like not just tearing up his body, like by molecule, he gets eviscerated. Yeah. I like almost just like rips him in half. This is my favorite part of the comic is this is my favorite part of the comic it's like the the way things kind of like just burst and explode it looks like liquid the way they look i love that yeah <laughs> the rest of the cobra are trying to like capture the big ball tentacle thing yeah. right so they have a bunch of like cables attached to it and they're trying to drag it down and zanetti in like his rage almost just dives into the the ball like is on top of it and he like pushes his hands like into it like it, it's like gooey it's like a brain almost yeah i totally don't know what this thing is it's like this weird one-off monster in this world but zanetti is able to kill it and like just rip it open and it just turns like kind of like pitch black and like kind of dies there and crumbles down to the ground this whole big explosion got the notice of the justice league out on their watchtower on the moon yeah they're like something's going on in south africa like <laughs> we see it's a martian manhunter that discovers it and like batman and superman are there like yo i know we only work in the u.s mostly but <laughs> something's going on so we should go check that out <laughs> totally as uh, we see one of the cobra guys kind of go back to their leader and confess they, they lost suspicion they were not able to contain what they were out for we get a look at their leader and she's the brunette woman we saw earlier. And we learned her real name is Talia Al Ghul. It's Talia the whole time. And she's not alone. She's also working with the rest of what looks to be the Legion of Doom. Mm-hmm. So it looks like uh, like Lex Luthor's there and uh, Deathstroke is like part of them. But they're all like in, in the shadows. So you could barely see them. Totally. We could tell that like Talia's the main villain for this comic. But we're, de- we're dealing with like, you know, secret society type of things here with the, with the Legion of Doom. Back in South Africa, Tate is uh, going up to Zanetti, who all he knows is like this red guy right mm-hmm, right <laughs> and he's like man thank you for helping me i i look at your face it's almost like i know who you are have we met before and zanetti is wants to say yeah like i'm your dad and you're my son but instead he says like no you don't know me and then he like just walks away yeah just like kind of brushes him to this i don't think i think he doesn't want to put it on him right he doesn't want him to to know like what happened really really happened to his dad could be kind of sad i guess he's a freak Totally. That's what uh, that's what Zanetti feels like. This is actually really close to the story of Negative Man in Doom Patrol. It's almost like one to one, honestly. <laughs> So Zanetti, he's still in Africa the next morning and the scientists are kind of just kind of more experimenting with him again and the army are just surrounding him, right? But this again got the attention of the Justice League. We see Superman and Martian Manhunter pay a visit to this army base to ask what's going on. 
We're introduced to the person in charge of the military around here now. His name is Captain Yoshiba, right? Right. And he's actually talking to Superman and Martian Manhunter. like, you know, we know you guys are Justice League and all that, but like, it doesn't mean you can just show up in their secret base and ask ask questions and all this. So like, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. This is not your jurisdiction here, right? As he's trying to like <laughs> get Superman to leave, kindly leave right now. Martian Manhunter, you know, he's got a different vision. He can see the energy readings in Africa and just like oozing off this one, you know, character from the distance guy that looks like a creamsicle in his red and white outfit. <laughs> Every time Martian Manhunter tries to get a reading on this guy, he just gets this massive headache. And we see that reflected in Zanetti in Breach. He gets a headache too as it kind of like recognizes each other's energy, right? Yeah, it's almost like they're connected to each other and almost like hurting each other. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, a portal appears and it's again Jacob Kakani. The really long guy. <laughs> What he's doing is he's making this portal, but he's like, he's not going through it. He's just making this big explosion, this big energy ball wherever uh, Zanetti is, right? And this this uh, riles up all of the army bases. They're trying to figure out what this thing is. And Martian Manhunter tries to get close to it, tries to uh, get connected to it. And all the army people try to, to control um, Zanetti and get these like clamps around his, his arms and everything. But this just riles up all the emotions of everybody. Everyone gets loud and everything. As Zanetti kind of fights back, he, he doesn't want... Want Martian Manhunter to get close to it at all. He kind of just like eviscerates Martian Manhunter too, right? He like gets pulled back. Energy gets, his like skin gets pulled back and it's oozing off of him. He doesn't die there, but you know, he gets really distorted. You know how uh, Martian Manhunter is- Really looks? Yeah. Like he has like the long back of his head and he's more like alien looking. Like once he gets hit by Breach and his energy, he like reverts back to that look. Like he, he can't hold his like more human look. He's kind of uh, whimpering there as like he, he doesn't like the way he feels right now. He's getting like uh, hurt by Breach right now. And because he's attacking Martian Manager, like Superman goes on an attack on Breach and he like punches him right in the face. Punches him and once he touches him, he can feel again that like jolt of energy oozing off of him and it hurts him a bit. He is Superman, so he kinda it's like, oh that's interesting. It's not really a big hurt, right? As he tries to yeah. like grab grab him and pull him away from that big blue energy ball in front of him. And remember whenever like Breach Zanetti is getting angry and more powerful, his skin turns almost like glowing white instead of the red. So now he's back to like almost all white when he's fighting Superman. Zanetti's yelling like, you don't understand. People are going to die because of this. I have to get to the blue energy ball. But everyone, like the army people, the scientists, Superman are trying to keep him away from this blue energy ball in front of him. And they're able to like apprehend him and they put him in like, it's almost like a coffin, right? Yeah, steel coffin. <laughs> steel coffin like, like contains him and he can't get out. And he's like screaming out through like the little glass windows like, you guys don't understand. Like, you got to let me go. And they're all like putting him back into the helicopter to take him back to the base. Okay. that's Things are not looking good for Zanetti right now. We move to Washington, D.C. And we see a senator, a Senator McKellen, same name as Mac, but it's a woman. It's a Helen McClellan. And her son is Tate, the reporter. This is Helen from the beginning of the story. Yeah. And apparently she is married to Mac, the best friend that survived. Wow. Wow. These best friends Why are- Why does this always happen? Come on. It seems like this happens a lot in comics, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Zanetti just got Walking Dead. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't believe this. She got shamed. She got shamed. I think this happens in Spawn at one point. I can't believe this. Oh, yeah, it's fun. You're yeah. right there, right? Uh, these best friends ain't shit. Uh, <laughs> He's got a castaway. Yeah. <laughs> 
so yeah, this lovely family that Mac has now is actually Zanetti's old family. Perfect, perfect for 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 Timothy there. But he's again stuck at the this science base. Now he's really being captured. The room he's in now is like a couple feet tall. He's like in this like cube actually prison, right. like a like a glass prison that's holding him tight. He can barely even like lift his shoulders a bit. He's so tight in this thing that's like holding him in the energy in him. And they're running like tests on him again constantly and he's like just fed up he's getting angry he's almost like able to break the glass cube that he's in but his eyes and his mouth it's like glowing almost like static radiation looking it looks super creepy super creepy they're not afraid to like change the colors of everything because he's like just like red and everything looks green and like things are distorted because everything's so haywire the energy oozing off of the the room is just tense but whenever he gets like too crazy they just release this gas in that in that chamber that he's in and he gets knocked out okay so they have him contained but he is angry so the scientists they have discovered what they're calling rifters which are these beings from the other like the other dimension they were trying to get to okay mm-hmm. and they're getting readings of more of them these are like what jacob was right so they right. have some uh readings somewhere on the world so they go to travel to that area and they find this just regular old house somewhere and they have their their troops kind of invade the house see what's going on everything seems normal until they get into like the main living room it's almost like a SWAT team like investigating and once they get into like the middle of the house they discover like the person that lived there is now like this giant blob mutated like mass of flesh really gross just like these weird body parts as uh this thing gets shot up by the SWAT team um and he's just this thing was just like just crying help me and it turns out they're like oh my god this thing was human at one point Mac who is like you know he's like the one of the top military guys now decides to finally go visit Zanetti oh okay right and he goes to the base he tells Helen his wife that you know don't wait up for me I'm gonna be working late and he finally goes down to the base and he sees Zanetti like remember he's like in this glass cube thing that he's imprisoned in Mm -hmm. right and once he sees him Zanetti automatically knows who this is like he remembers right away like his memories are usually like all messed up but like he sees him and he knows this is his best friend Mac this is like the first sign of Zanetti having a smile on his face like oh he's happy to see his old friend his old partner even if he's older now he looks like he's like decades older and they're kind of reminiscing like uh man what happened at that one incident how am I in a coma all these years was what's up with you right and he Mac pretty much lies Mm -hmm. to him because he can't face the shame and he says like everyone died the explosion is bigger than you think and it even destroyed like the city that we lived in and like your wife and son didn't survive even though in reality they did survive and he married one of them (laughs) (laughs) and this you know this roused up so much energy in him and he gets so angry Zanetti unleashes the big blob and it's this big rainbows of colors that just ooze off him and I think Mac did this to make Zanetti more angry because he wants to like get him as powerful as possible oh okay he sees that it's like his energy is tied to his anger right right yeah gotcha and if he has like no more hope then he has nothing to be like live for Mm -hmm. and nothing like he doesn't have to remain like he's trying to kill like all the humanity left in him totally trying to like use him as a weapon so that he has no ties to the outside world he'll just do what we have to say right exactly he wants to use him totally Uh, but Mac does feel guilty about this um, as he kind of just goes on home to his, his family already 
sleep. Meanwhile, Talia al Ghul has actually been talking to Ward. Ward, the scientist from earlier, that skeevy looking one, is still alive. And he's been writing these texts, like these like books about this other dimensional theory, right? Right. And she's like feeding him all this information for years, right? And she is now introducing him to the rest of the Rifters. Oh, so Talia was in cahoots with the Rifters all the time. Jacob and these five other lanky looking dudes just like him. <laughs> yeah, they're all like freakishly like long looking like Elongated. almost like aliens. Yes. Yeah. But they're people. The scientists take Zanetti to where Jacob was camped out at. It's this these weird like waterfalls out in the Catskills in New York, right? And they're trying to find some type of sign of the herdsman trying to find his readings. Zanetti said this is where where he stayed, but he just says, I, I can't find anything. Even though in his head, he can see visions of all of the energy oozing off of Jacob in right. this area. And he, Zanetti's like working with the military now. And he's like scanning the area, but he's like, no, I was wrong. They're not here anymore. And we should all like fall back and go back to the base. And Captain Yoshiba is like pissed. It's like, it's not cheap for us to like plan these missions, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're wasting a lot of like tech money and and he's just like pissed at Zanetti but in reality Zanetti knows that they are still there but he's telling everyone to leave to like spare their lives late at night um, when they're back at the base Campbell Chambers takes a visit to Zanetti and his like his containment room and they're talking it through apparently she picked up that Zanetti was just trying to save them just trying to get them out of the way Chambers is saying like there's no way you you don't want to break out of here you don't want to hurt anybody so how are you going to get out of this and Zanetti says that's where you come in yeah I know you could help me like escape and I'm the only one that could like beat the rifters like it's better if he goes alone because then no one else will die so he knows that Chambers will kind of like deactivate the sensor so that he has a moment to escape but he has to make it look like he she didn't help him so he almost like knocks her out knocks her out and he travels into a portal meanwhile mac is talking to talia al ghul apparently back in the first uh scene of this comic talia and mac were had a deal to have the entire event happen this whole wreckage happen right he was right. the inside man this whole time in the experiment he was the one that caused the explosion, which killed everybody and made Zanetti what he is now, which is like this freak breach character. Talia is just like cool as a cucumber as Mac pulls out this gun straight to her face. In this moment, breach, he teleports into the room right where um, they are. And coming from behind is Jacob and the Rifters, and they just tackle Zanetti and throw him to the side of the room. And Mac's there. He has his gun out, but he doesn't know what to do. It's like he sees now Zanetti there, his friend, and all of the rifters right and we learn that the leader of the rifters is there and he looks a little different like he is also like lanky and dark skinned and all like creepy looking but he's almost like a coyote or something yeah some type of weird sphinx cat maybe as he's like elongated and stretchy but this gigantic animal that's ready to pounce on Zanetti and he like rips his hand straight in kind of inside of Zanetti's head and I think he's like giving him visions of what the real scenario what's behind all this what is going on with himself right yeah but that's where we're gonna end it end the story <laughs> yeah it ends with like a cliffhanger of like what so many questions like where are the rifters from like what dimensions 
and like why did Talia Ghul help um, the Rifters and kind of like cause this whole incident and I wish like this went on longer but honestly I think it only goes up to like 11 issues it does I think it was Infinite Crisis that um, pulled caused it to erase yeah because they had to like rewrite everything <laughs> um, we're gonna it's not Captain Adam so we don't have to keep him in continuity yeah. I guess I think it, even in um in was it Final Crisis we see Breach Oh, really? And he's a character there. He, he dies in, in Final Crisis. And I think, like, there's, like, something that hits him or something like that. And he turns into Captain Adam for, like, a split second. Like, oh, the crazy. look of him. And then goes back to Breach and then dies. Wow, I did not know that. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was the story for now. There is 11 issues, like you said. I liked it because it's something completely new to me, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about this character before. It kind of just happened upon it. I love the artwork. I love, like, when he... When uh, Marcus Martin does this, like splashes of things being eviscerated it looks like liquid just like spilling out yeah i love that this is totally like alan moore grant morrison style of, of story like it totally feels like a, a watchman and like a doom patrol or something like that put together maybe yeah maybe as epic as those but maybe not as weird as those you know yeah i mean it has like a monster that's just a ball with tentacles that was weird yeah okay so that's like that's feels like the doom patrol thing right <laughs> i guess yeah that's true and then like almost like almost miracle man that feeling to it too with him like having like been in a coma for so long then kind of like snapping out of it totally there's one point where he where he's in his full white form and angry he looks just like kid miracle in the miracle man comic yeah. it's like almost one-to-one yeah. and i thought that was pretty dope um but yeah it's like this character i've never seen before i thought it was kind of cool uh, i wish it was more i kind of wish they would bring back his character at a certain point uh i liked it i thought it was pretty good i'm gonna continue reading it because it is just like what five more issues yeah it, i like how how weird it is but it's also kind of like jarring to see that it takes place in the same like like the justice league are here and superman and martian man and butthand show up it's kind of like ah, it seems out of place oh yeah okay i think i see what you're saying I, I i guess so i thought you know the artwork sometimes look like the cartoon like the justice league cartoon so like it kind of yeah. fits there it kind of looks like that yeah okay um but all in all it's a pretty interesting read i like how it, it, it gets really weird and the the imagery in it is almost like i don't know like a, a clockwork orange or something like that oh i never seen that yeah i'll say like sometimes the colors look like a kaleidoscope at points you know yeah yeah i yeah. like that it's really cool but yeah that was breach one again to side stories yeah let's do it do you know the mom from How I Met Your Mother? Mom from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. She only appeared in like the final season a little bit. From, uh, what's that? Palm Springs? Yeah. Her. It's like Christy Maloney or something. She has an Italian name. The, uh, <laughs> Italian, <laughs> yes. She's in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, she's in Wolf of Wall Street. I really like her. I think she's a good actress. And I think she's pretty funny. I think she, and you know what? We were introduced her in an impossible role to be the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. It's like the hardest, uh, like, uh, might as well be president or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's even harder <laughs> um i watched her new thing on hbo max called made for love cool and honestly i thought it was a sh- uh, a movie first and have you ever done that where you yeah. think something's a movie and you're like oh this is a show yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was like, that was a weird end to the movie yeah now we're in <laughs> oh there's already a part two and then yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh so i thought it was a movie it turns out it's a series cool. and i watched the first two episodes of it on hbo max how do you feel about it i like it it definitely feels like a kooky black mirror kind of thing like oh. imagine if a black mirror episode was an entire series that's kind of what it is 
Oh, really? Um, it is. I don't want to spoil too much, but like from the trailer, it's almost like you don't know what's real because she is married to like the Elon Musk of the world or whatever. But like more than that, like this guy invented every technology that people use, what? almost like that. Okay, like a Tony Stark or even more. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Like the thing that he invented is called Goggle, which is like Goggle. a play on Google, oh, right? Yeah, and it's like every technology runs that, and he's super rich, and they have this like super smart home or whatever that apparently they have never left the home in 10 years a smart house yeah okay because uh it has everything you need right oh okay yeah so them as a couple has never left the home people go visit them but they're like we don't need to leave this thing because it has everything it's we have the smartest house in the world or whatever and their new invention is like this thing that you put in your heads and that way the couples will just be like in sync forever creepy yeah so that's why the title is called made for love because we don't know if it's happened to her already or if she is even the real her anymore or all that and the idea is the whole story is her trying to escape this reality that we don't even know what is real and what is fake it's a horror thriller no it's a comedy thriller (laughs) rom-com thriller okay it's a thriller no it's it's definitely a comedy it's called made for love is there romantic moments in it i mean so far there's sexual moments in it (laughs) okay gotcha uh also ray romano's it he plays her dad (laughs) oh okay and there's some funny scenes with him there's some things that i would say like i wonder if they just put this in for shock value because it's not it's just there it doesn't extend the story further the story but it's there to just be like whoa kind of thing add character to it funny kind of yeah but like so I'm not 100% sold on the show yet, mm. but I'm going to keep watching because I do like her. Mm. I, I like Ray Romano. Yeah. I like Ray Romano. He's good in the show. Really good. And the idea of like, I want to know what is really going on and how it's like solved at the end. So I'm going to keep watching it. If you like that kind of stuff, if you like a funny black mirror, this is kind of what that is. Does it have like Ex Machina vibes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd say like it's a funny Ex Machina. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. Os- Oscar Isaac is in it. Okay. <laughs> There's a dancing scene. Gotcha. Okay, sounds good. On HBO Max, mm. it's called Made for Love. Yeah, definitely check it out if you're interested in like some kind of weird science love comedy. And it honestly, it does feel like Palm Springs. If you like that movie on Hulu, it's kind of like that because it takes place in like a desert. Oh, what? It just happens to? <laughs> yeah, because they build their house like secluded somewhere. I see. When you're yeah. ultra rich. Yeah. And you can make a wife if that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. I think she is real, or at least she that's was your once real. Yeah. And we don't know if this is still her. I don't I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I can get into that. Yeah. All right. Check it out. Is it genuinely funny? Funny. There's some funny parts in it. And some parts are just like, I don't know, shock value kind of stuff. Mm. Laughs. But I'm going to keep watching. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, is that is that it for Made for Love? For Made for Love, yeah. And uh, I'll talk about a show that I'm not going to keep watching. Uh, I thought it was a show and it turns out it's a movie. It was the same thing? <laughs> yeah. It's the reverse. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Netflix. It's called Moxie. And I thought, oh, I thought yeah. like, oh, I could watch this. I, I watched half of it. Okay. I'm not going to finish. It. You're not gonna finish no, it. I'm uh, I'm over these like uh, I'm the unpopular kid in school kind of thing. Like I don't care anymore. There's too many of these. Well, it just needs to be well done. Yeah, I don't know if this was. No, <laughs> that's why I'm not gonna watch. Yeah, but I mean, like to all the boys I ever loved. Like the third one, I gave up on that. So like, I can't believe you got to the third one. I watched, I watched, the, watched first. the first two. Definitely, definitely had and to watch half of the third one. But uh, yeah, uh, it's enough. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> I don't think you're the demo too, dude. 
Uh, well, it doesn't matter. They don't care who's watching. So someone's watching. Moxie. Okay. That's the, I think Amy Poehler's idea and everything. Yeah. I, I didn't fall in love with it either. Yeah. Then, then there's the other show on Netflix, the similar idea uh, with the Indian girl. Yeah. But I what it's called. Mindy Kaling. Uh, Never Have I Ever. Never Have I Ever. Yeah. yeah. That show, I really like that show. It's okay. No, it's the same idea. I watched all it's of like it. It's like I'm the unpopular student For season in one, high yeah. school. Whatever. So it can be done well. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe this one didn't. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. It's just, I can only, I only have time for the good ones. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry to you, Moxie. I'll be watching it. I love you, Amy Poehler. Yes. You know? There's not enough Amy Poehler in it. That's why. That's the issue. Okay. She should just play the teenage girl. Yeah. That would be a good, good, <laughs> good, go. good movie. There's not enough Lauren Sine. Yeah, there so. you go. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm, I'm done with my side stories. <laughs> Uh, so I haven't, I haven't watched a lot of movies or play a lot of video games this week, but we we both uh, got some air. We went to Yosemite National Park mm-hmm. and did some hiking. Some hiking yesterday. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I might have given up on a hike. Yeah, you're feeling tired. You didn't get that much sleep. But we went on our first hike. We were all spry and ready to go. Mm-hmm. About halfway through, up the switchbacks, so you got really spent. Uh, I didn't eat breakfast or get enough sleep. How'd you do that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought. I was like I could just power through and like halfway through I'm like I could just die here <laughs> you almost fainted a bit I gave you water and you ate a cliff bar and you needed those uh, the cliff bar definitely helped yeah, yeah okay I was on the edge of the cliff <laughs> uh, but yeah we, we went back down and we went on the more chill yeah. uh, we looked at the list of all the trails the one we were on first it was marked as strenuous yeah I picked it too oh, come on dude because it has the best views if you get to the top if you get there <laughs> Yeah, I let you do all the itinerary, and that was the that's a hard trail. <laughs> oh, I was getting tired too, but I don't know. We went back down. We did the we got got some food right away after that, and yeah. then we went on more of the chill trails. There was one I think it was called Lower Yosemite Falls. Yeah, right at, as we were making this trail, you get like this really good area at the bottom of the uh, these big waterfalls. Yeah, and it was I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it, you get to feel like the mist as it's hitting the rocks. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're like, as you cross the bridge that goes over the water, mm-hmm. you can feel the rush of the water, like shaking yeah. in the bridge. I love that. Mm. And I got some good shots. You, you, you're the camera guy. You're spent the whole time with your camera and filming everything, right? Yeah. Did you, have you ever been to like a, a national park or something mm, that big? Pretty much. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> it was pretty windy as you're going up there, the, the cliffs and everything. I was yeah. kind of scared for that, but you're doing all the driving. I can, I can almost fall asleep. <laughs> But uh, going on the trails and everything was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. it's about three hours from where we live uh, without it, traffic. Yeah, yeah. We just so, did a one day thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it was fun. It was. I thought it was gonna be cold. Yeah, it was not. It was. It wasn't hot either. It was kind yeah. of good temperature. It's weird because if you look at the top of the mountains, there's some snow. Snow capped. But if but we're at the bottom of the mountain, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get hot in the middle of the day. The morning we're equipped correctly. Whether... Doesn't make sense. The top of the mountain's closer to the sun. Why is it colder? You took my joke. I said that. Uh- <laughs> while we're there uh, but yeah I don't know we never got to the snow area like we didn't yeah. play around the snow or go up to the uh, the south side where it is snowy mm-hmm. but it was a good time to get some exercise and walk around there's some parts of the park that's closed right now because of uh, like it, the snow is still there and fallen trees have blocked the path so it won't be cleared till like later in the summer so there's still plenty to check out okay I'm looking forward to that and uh, also we like passed on by it said um, as we're entering it says pan exit yeah 
Yeah. And then as we leave, it says, oh, just pass on through. So we w- went through the whole day free. Yeah. Freebie. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Good trip. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was that was just I mean, that was a good time. Yeah. Get some air. The, all the pine trees, I believe they, they are. I don't really know. It's so. huge. It's so big. We saw a deer. We almost r- run it, ran over a deer on yeah. the way home. Almost hit a bird. Almost hit a... The bird almost hit us. So I blame the bird. <laughs> you know what's funny is like, you just... You get a map, right? Of the, the area. The valley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you just can't imagine the scale of it because of like how far is what walking distance. Yes. So we were like, okay, we have to go here, but it might be super far. So let's walk back to the car and just drive there. Yeah. And we drove there and it took hour to find parking again. Because we like left when it was peak yeah. hour. So we lost our parking space and we're trying to find a new one. We didn't know it was up to traffic. Yeah. And then once we finally did, we realized... Oh, we were really close to where we were earlier. We could have just walked here. <laughs> totally. Smart move. Smart move. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good amount of people. Yeah. Um, did you feel unsafe at all? No, we're outside. I yeah, thought we were good. Fresh air. Yeah. I, a lot of people were wearing their masks, mm-hmm. you know, when we got we get a bit cramped, but that's like whatever. Yeah. I think we're good. So I, we definitely plan on going more throughout mm-hmm. the year and hopefully more is open. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to conquer that trail one day. You're going to conquer it? Yeah. That is your El Capitan. Yeah. I've got a free soul. Of that trail, let's <laughs> <laughs> <The> switch backs. <laughs> Uh, that was cool. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we got some grays. You know, spending too much time inside with me working from home, so needed that. That was a good time. Yeah, I, it's just hard to believe how big that actual national park is because we only did the valley area. Oh yeah. So the thing about it, the park is the whole like mountain range, and I don't know, it's crazy. It's we went to the center, the hub where you yeah. know you, everyone kind of starts. Yeah. But you can see all this like scaping landscape that you don't see anybody, or if you do, they're like ants. So you know right. how big this thing is. Yeah. You're just in awe of nature as you, you, you kind of expect. Mm-hmm. And this like El Capitan, the mountain and all that. It's like, it's almost like unbelievable how it's right there in front of you. And it's so big and like a monolith. Yeah. I mean, who put that there? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> who put that there? <laughs> and then uh, we also went to Tunnel View to get like the, the best, like, it's like the best view of the park or yeah, the national park. Yeah. Because you can see like the three, was it mounds? We know there's El Capitan tan right there mm-hmm. half dome and then the other mountain it's like sentinel that. dome or sentinel rock or something like that and then like in between are just like these trees the trees look like ants the way they're so small yeah. and falling from you i i thought it was fake like <laughs> it, it did not look real the, the mountain range like in el capitan the mountain uh the desktop for any mac user okay <laughs> it, it is like huge compared to the trees right like the trees look tiny in the valley yes and then when you get down to the valley as a as when you walk around the trees are towering over you so imagine like imagine that oh my god i we were talking about that one guy in free solo and how yeah. he managed to climb that entire thing with no cables nothing yeah. securing him mm-hmm. why would you ever do that i, I don't know he his his director has got the Oscar, but he didn't get one. Like he didn't get a, he didn't get a trophy. There's no trophy waiting from. Barely the top. got a thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got pulled off stage. Yeah. Uh, I I can't imagine. We saw some rock climbers. That's true. Yeah, they yeah. weren't going as high as up. No, they were like, going like twenty five, thirty feet up. Uh, just I think that's it's called like um, bouldering, where you're kind of just like practicing. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's what that's called. Okay. Um, that already looks impossible to me. I've done indoor rock climbing. Mm-hmm. I'm not equipped for that. Yeah. It's just like you're contorting your body to just hold in place. Yeah. Get to the next thing. No, I can't do it. 
I don't want to. <laughs> um, are you ready to go full on backpack camping and all that? I do want to do that. I, I'm not saying we should go to the highest trail or whatever, mm-hmm. but I do want to be one with nature. Yeah. You know, just drop me off uh, off a, in a helicopter, let me parachute down, bear grills it, you yeah. know, give me a knife and I'll, I'll make it work. <laughs> all right. We'll see. You're going to cut your pant legs to make a scarf. <laughs> Just a hatchet or something. Have you ever read that uh, old book, Hatchet? I was assigned to read it. I won't say that I read it. I read it way past the reading level. I'm supposed to be reading it like because uh. I was a slow reader. But uh, I like that book. That inspired me. Okay. Well, maybe I'll read it before we go again to Yosemite. You can read it in like the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got anything else you want to talk about? That's it for me. That was a good time, though. It was your That was your pick, going to Yosemite. Yeah, we should go back. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, uh, guys, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. And if you can, please leave us a review. It is the best way to help us and reach more listeners. And it doesn't cost you a thing, but it really helps us a ton. Totally. If you have an iPhone, you know, pop into Apple Podcasts and give us a review. That'll help us a lot wherever you find us. We appreciate it. 100%. All right. We'll be back uh, with another recap of Falcon Winter Soldier on Monday and another great comic book next week. But until then, Daniel, could you please hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. All right. See you later, guys. Peace.